0: you can tell them one thing all day long but if you don't act that way they're they're, they're not going to do it you know so so they're going to follow your actions 110 percent more than what you actually say you know? sure your actions are really going to speak way louder
1: Reform Dads, where all things are for dads, through dads, and two dads, as well as the aspiring husband and father. I'm your man, Dusty Marshall. I'm a Christian husband, father, hip hop artist, and co founder of Irregular for Christ Ministries. To my left is my special guest, Rob Rocket Robbie Webb. Uh, as we had him on before, yeah. we wanted to have him back. We're excited. Yep. And real quick, I just want to take a second to thank all of our Patreon supporters. I know Father's Day is coming up, so I just want mm-hmm. to thank you guys all for supporting us. And uh, here's a special shot of you guys with your families. And if uh, you guys would like to get access to full episodes, behind the scene footage, merch, other things, you can go to patreon.com slash Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. And uh, let's get into it, man. How's your week going?
0: Good. Just been busy. Just uh, catching up on work and everything and with all the COVID ma- madness, you know, trying to stay afloat, you know, so, yeah, it's it's, it's been good. Good. And you're back in the office mm-hmm. and uh, we're not yep. working from home anymore. Not as much. I think they're trying to phase us in, you know, slowly, you know, wave after wave. But for the most part, I think, yeah, 90% of my time I'm in the office again, so. All right. Yeah and
1: uh you got some good news i don't know if that's public news or if i'm jumping the gun but uh about wifey
0: yeah yeah Can we got the, that? our third arrow coming in third baby yes. so we're excited yes so it's gonna be cool and she's due when january 15th i want to say oh, like, okay basically around like mid january christmas or new year's um, baby yeah, it possibly could, it could be a new year's
1: baby okay um, all, all right. right so that should be cool very cool man Um, Well, you know, I wanted to get into a discussion this week um, in our book study, which if Mm -hmm. you're a Patreon uh, legacy dad, you're in the online book study we have. And the book is Douglas Wilson's Why Children Matter. I know this is a book that you and I talked about uh, at one point. It's been really instrumental in in helping me. I've gone through it Mm -hmm. a few times, my wife and I. But um, we're going through this book again now, and we just wanted to kind of talk on some of the topics that uh, have been helpful to, to parenting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you've read this book, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you've got some applicable points about it, things that have helped
0: you and your Absolutely, family. Yeah. Is there anything yeah, specifically
1: good... that's helped out with you? That yeah. Stands I mean, out? I,
0: I think one of the big things, right. That, that Doug talks about in this book is, is just set, always setting up an environment for success, you know? And mm. so it's, uh, it's a whole world of a bunch of yeses and maybe just one no, you know, and so he, he equates it to like the Garden of Eden, what God did with Adam and Eve, um, and, and essentially everything was a yes except for that one tree, you know, just yes. don't eat from that tree, and I feel like ever since we kind of adapted that philosophy, that's been helping a lot, you know, with, with RJ and Kate, you know, making sure that they're um, set up an environment where Your only know is that you stay in this environment. You just you can't leave this boundary, but everything in this boundary is good to go. You know, you can play with, you can move around, you can do stuff. You know, just stay in this boundary, and that's that's the only know for them. So setting that up versus like a whole world of don't touch that, don't grab that thing, don't do that, don't do that. You're constantly reacting, and you're just gonna fail when you you try to set yourself up like that.
1: Yes, absolutely. So a garden of yes with a tree of law. Yeah, a I tree think that's of how. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. Uh, an example given to us, the original in the garden, mm-hmm. right? There is all these yeses: have dominion, do all of these things. All these things are good. There's one no: don't touch, don't don't eat from this tree, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Don't break God's law. So in the garden for our children, the same thing. Don't break God's law, right? Yep. You, you stay within yep. these boundaries, but we aren't going to set, like you said, a
0: huge laundry list of things that we can't even keep yeah. track of, yeah. right? Especially when you have little ones. Like with me, I have a two-year-old and a one-year-old. You got to keep it really simplified and you take away any possible things that, you know, if they were to grab that, how would you react, you know? If there's sure. If there's a cable or a switch, and it's, it's not only that, but it's also for their protection, too. You know, you don't want dangerous things laying around and yeah you, know, you want to be as proactive as possible with that kind of stuff rather than the reactive type of mentality and i think yes. he also talks about that in the book of just always having this proactive mindset you know, yes right? and it's so exhausting that's, that's been helping too right it's
1: exhausting mm-hmm. for you as a dad for me as a dad to To have constantly things like, so for instance, my my wife and I, our family, we went on a ministry tour and we were staying in all of these different locations. And every location we would go into, there would just be a bunch of things for our children to break. So we would have to go in, Mm -hmm. we'd have to put all the stuff that they could break away, lock it up so they couldn't get to to it. it and baby proof it exactly and set them up for success right so we can apply that not just to our household but to the places that we go it's like Mm -hmm. you know maybe when i take my child to the grocery store don't let them run through the aisles if i'm afraid they're gonna break everything set them up for success go into uh, the grocery saying hey if you're well behaved going into the grocery store I will give you a snack at the end versus yeah, yeah. them going through the snack aisle and right. tearing everything. Can I have this? Can I have this? But yeah. setting them up for success, Absolutely, like you said. yeah, yeah. So also in this book, something that stands out to me is the imitation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah that was a big one for me when I, when I read that.
1: Yes, like who are we imitating? Mm-hmm. That's who we will be like. And who are our children imitating? That's (laughs) how they're going to act. So obviously they're going to imitate us as we imitate Christ, Mm -hmm. which is a discipleship, you know, Paul talks about that, follow me as I follow Christ, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, one thing I like to talk about is maybe something that your children do to imitate you that you wish they didn't, that kind of exposes something you do and maybe something that they do that you're grateful that they're imitating you. Do you have any, um, something that you can share with us from that?
0: Yeah. I mean, just to go back to that foundation really quick, I, I thought that was a really cool foundation that, that he lays out, you know, like as, as me and Abby, as we're following Christ and our children are following us, they will naturally start following Christ. And it's, 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 it's amazing to, to really understand that, to see, you know, it's, it's, you can tell them one thing all day long, but if you don't act that way, they're, they're, they're not going to do it, you know? So, so they're going to follow your actions 110% more than what you actually say, you know, because your actions are really going to speak way louder. Um, so we've been kind of seeing that too with Kate, um, lately, which has been really cool how we, we've been trying to really model what it looks like to love our neighbor, you know, and so how she should love her brother, you know, in terms of sharing, looking out for others, always sacrificing what you have for other people. Yeah. So we're starting to see those fruits, which is really cool, you know, with with her brother and like when she receives like a snack or a candy or something, she immediately her first response is I want to share it first. Oh, that's I want to awesome. share it with my brother. I want to yeah. share it with 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 you guys too and um I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's really neat, and it's 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 something you really got to work on though, because they're not natu- they're naturally not going to do that. Yeah, they're not naturally like, they're going to be selfish. You know, yeah. it's because I've always I've always uh, remembered the saying. I think I think Vody might have mentioned it one time. Like I don't need to teach my kids to do wrong; they already know how they to do know. that. Yep. They they inherently do these simple things. I got to teach them to do right all the time. Yes. And so um, so you always we're always trying to ingrain. God's law and into it, you know, and going over the commandments all the time with them, and so that's 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 been pretty cool awesome and and yeah, like I was saying, you know, you can't just say the commandments, you can't sure. just say you shall not steal from your brother. You got to actually model it, you know, absolutely. And I'm also practicing forgiveness too. I feel like that's a big one for for kids at that age, you know and when RJ does take something from Kate's, you know, and being able to forgive him for that, yeah, that's been something that we've been really trying to work on as well, and um, yeah, you know, because that's what that's what the Bible tells us to do. Sure, yeah, forgive.
1: Yep, and it's it's similar to, um, you know, it also shows our children that we are underneath authority mm-hmm. when we are also asking for their forgiveness when we've yeah. uh, made a mistake. It shows that there's something bigger than us, God's law and God who we're following and we're coming to our children even at times when we mess up mm-hmm. and asking forgiveness. Yeah. So they're going to imitate seeing us ask for forgiveness. They're going to imitate, oh, well, I see that Daddy's under authority. Daddy has someone he answers mm-hmm. to as well. Yeah. And I answer to my parents because God has
0: told me to do so. Yeah. So that's an important thing. Um, something to model as well and, and it's important to let them know i'm not making this stuff up this isn't just out of my head i'm just right. telling you because no this is coming from a transcendent lawgiver yeah that that gives us to you so I, I think that also gives a lot of weight as well yes you know that's why i always you know the families the fathers that don't have that biblical foundation foundation you know like what are they drawing from when they when they say sure. those things you yeah know? so um yeah, I've always, I've always thought about those things. And how
1: are they holding themselves accountable to those things, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's okay, I'm telling you not to do this, why? Right. But who then at says? The, who yeah, says? Exactly. And then when I do it, and how am I saying, you know, how am I holding myself accountable even? Yeah. Why yeah. am what i doing I shouldn't be doing, and I'm telling you that without standards, it's like, uh, it's and he it's that progress. just
0: because it's it's that kind of mentality. Right. I right. say it just because I don't have any kind of foundation for it. Right. And that's yeah. It's basically what you are reduced to. So.
1: Yeah, it come. It's like that because I said so mentality, which I think there is a sense of because your father told you to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. I said so. But mm-hmm. that is underneath because God said to obey your parents. Right. 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 So. Honor father and mother. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's that's our that's our favorite commandment. <laughs> Yes. The best one.
1: So something else the this book talks about, which I think is huge, is, and we talked about it um, in the area of creating a garden of yeses with one no. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to discipline our children out of convenience, right? Mm-hmm. What they're doing mm-hmm. because what they're doing is inconvenient. I should discipline them. What we should be doing is we should be disciplining our children to correct a sinful nature. In the garden, God disciplined Adam and Eve because fellowship had been broken, right? Mm -hmm. They sinned against God. Fellowship between them and God was broken, and God had to restore that, Mm -hmm. right? And um, it was a sinful behavior. It wasn't merely because Adam and Eve were running around the garden knocking stuff over, and I had and God had to right. come in and <laughs> pick it up, right? So we we need to model that same yeah. uh, attitude as parents because one thing this book says, and I think this is so huge, is that when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, the responsibility to discipline Adam and Eve, the greatest um, weight of that fell on God because mm-hmm. how that how that relationship was restored was jesus's death Mm -hmm. on the cross right Mm -hmm. so god was the one making the bigger sacrifice in disciplining his children so we should look at it the same way as when i am disciplining my children one i'm correcting a sinful behavior i'm not just correcting an inconvenient behavior and two i need to take the time to when i'm disciplining them to explain why I'm disciplining them to correct them in a loving way mm-hmm. that looks to restore that broken relationship, rather than come go in your room, spanking you. Okay, go out. Don't do it again. That where's the the inconvenience for me? Yeah, it's my kid's butt that's getting <laughs> the inconvenience. So wh- any thoughts on that? Anything that stands out to you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he also talks about too, right? The difference between punishment and discipline, yes. right? You know, it's, it's, uh, we always want to have the, the proactive mentality and always setting them up. And cause it's like, you know, we, we live in a broken, fallen world. Sin will come. You will have these temptations. These things will happen. And we want to make sure that as best as with our ability to, you know, make sure that they're prepared to, to handle those type of things. And, and, um, yeah, not, not always in the mentality of just constantly rebuking and correcting over and over and over again. You want to also just kind of have a proactive view on it as well. And yes. I know he, he, he spells it out a lot better than, yeah. than I'm able to in the book. But.
1: Yeah, I think what you're saying is, so uh, corrective is going towards a destination. Mm-hmm. Punishment is just punitive punishment. It's like our yeah. penal system, yeah. right? Yeah. People get locked up in the penitentiary. And they're not really corrected, they're just punished. Mm-hmm. But corrected discipline looks at an end goal, right. creating a citizen of the kingdom, right? right. Yep. And we're exactly. directing them that way. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so yep. so it's it's got an end goal in mind right. versus... I'm. I see a behavior. I'm stopping.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that's. Yeah. And and the punishment. That's as far as it goes. Right. You're not thinking about the future. But with discipline, you're always thinking about the future, and you're trying to produce in your child righteousness. You know. And that's what the most important thing is. Is we want to continue to lead them down that path. And yes. This one's the number one way to go. That's that's we that's what you got to do. Now, um, so
1: you have a two year old and a one year old. Mm-hmm. Um, what. When did some of these principles start to really come alive for you? Have you seen um, some fruit in that in your daughter? Do you have any applicable things that you can mm-hmm. share? Uh, maybe that uh, she wasn't doing before. Now with the corrective discipline, you're seeing a change. Obviously, as you said, the sharing. Absolutely, You know, tr- yeah. treating others before. But um, have you even seen maybe uh, a change in her behavior in knowing that sinful behavior has uh, consequence
0: to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be a forever process, you know. It's 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 going to it's going to take time, you know. It's not just going to go away. It's not like a magic pill and all, all of a sudden your child's fixed. It doesn't work that way, but Right. Uh, yeah, ever, ever ever since we've been really implementing discipline, especially with our 2-year-old with Kate, you know, we've been seeing a lot less rebellion from her, you know, in terms of we tell her this to do something, she yells no at us and then runs away and that that Kind of thing, you know, or or um, the, the other one we've been trying to work on is not hitting her brother, you know, yeah, smack him over the head and that, that kind of stuff, and yeah, uh, we've been trying to really work on that, and yeah, ever since we started to develop discipline, that's been that's been helping tremendously, tremendously awesome. Um, and then the other cool thing I thought that I've talked about in this book is, is just in terms of discipline, you know, like when you're when you're spanking, for example, you don't use your hands right? Because your hands are supposed to be made for loving, supposed to be made sure. for comfort. Yeah. Also, especially as men, you know, we, we tend to, when we're using our hand, we maybe go a little bit too far, a little bit too yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we started thinking about, all right, let's maybe do like a wooden spoon or something, sure. for example, right? Where it yeah. could sting, but yeah. it won't actually damage the child, right? right? Because we live in a society, especially where, you know, spanking of any type is considered Physical abuse, you know, yeah. you sh- shouldn't even go there. Blah, blah, blah. By what standard? But, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. By what standard? And but but there is, there is some truth to it, you know, like you can't take it too far, Absolutely. you know. Like with, with the with the discipline, and you never want to discipline anger either. Right. You always want to do it, um, you know, with the idea that I'm doing this for their good. I'm doing this sure. for their own righteousness, and yeah, because um, so then you're sinning against your child. Yeah, exactly. And you need to ask exactly. for forgiveness. But at the same time, I'm not perfect. Uh, We're not perfect. Yeah. These kind of things happen. We do discipline and anger sometimes, and that's when forgiveness has to come in. So you have to really, you sit down with the child, you ask for their forgiveness, you know, and try your best to reconcile as well. Yes. Um, And then what I've also noticed too with with the discipline is, like with Kate, we always sit down with her and we always explain. Listen, you're still part of this family. We still love you. Yeah. Um, You know, we have this mentality of let's move forward, let's yeah. go try that again, that yeah. kind of thing. And, and I, I think that's also very important, too. You don't want to just leave them hanging afterwards. You want to yes. try to bring them back into the fold and yes. let them be part of that family unit again.
1: Yes. And what so, you know, there's two sides of it. What you're saying, too, is not punish disciplining them in anger, which is mm-hmm. sinful. And then the other side of it is, you want to discipline them, so it's a discipline, right? right I and mean, he, right. Douglas Wilson, talks about you don't want to just give them a move them along, right.
0: spank with a diaper. Right. It, it should be something yeah. that stings. Yeah. You got to move the diaper down. You got to get to the bare skin, where it stings. You know, and you don't want them laughing during it. You don't want sure. them like you know smiling, giggling. It's it it it, it can't be that type of sure. experience. It's a corrective. Be it's yeah. a corrective discipline. Yeah. It's not meant to be
1: pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be something that you don't want, right? Because sin, later on in life, sin is going to have a lot more real consequences to it, right? So we're training them to to deal with that, to think about these things that have greater consequence. the older you get in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, you know, it, it's interesting, too, it's like, we are disciplining. We're guiding our children, and they. We're doing this. We're disciplining them for the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. And some parents and may over. get discouraged, right? Like, oh, I have to continuously, continuously discipline my child for this behavior over and over and over again. But that's what discipling is, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what correcting our 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 children is, mm-hmm. and and pointing them in the direction that they should go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, he, he did the same sermons and the same teachings over and over again and it's because people we learn by repetition right Right.
0: even in proverbs you see it too you know yes because the whole book of proverbs is basically the father speaking to the son you see a lot of repetition that as well yeah you know that's that's how god created us you know we have minds and we need that repetition especially in even in our own sanctification you know like wolf we might trip up and we might fail day after day after day you know but it's it's that constant training yes that's what's key it's like what Pastor was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The constant,
1: it's the constant training that makes things yeah. second nature, that prepares yeah. you. It's over and over and over and over yeah. again until you've built up and you're trained. And then you see maybe that, mm-hmm. that sin coming up on you. Mm-hmm. And you already know how to combat that. Yeah. And it's with scripture. It's with, um, uh, the word of God. Yeah. And that's why we're teaching our children. This is the word of God. This is the law of God. This is a reflection of God's character, which is good. So it's something that we should follow. It will protect mm-hmm. us. Train up a child in the way that she, they should go. Yeah. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Yeah. Also, you know, we talk about bring them up in the fear and ammunition of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, teaching our children the way that they should go, but also it's like um, the, the promise is obey your parents and the Lord, and then the promises have a long life, mm-hmm. right? So it's not guaranteed, but it's, it's principles, right? Train them up, train them up for the future, for the future, for the future. Let God work out the salvation aspect of it,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: hopefully God will give them
0: a long and eternal life yeah if they're hey, one of his elect yeah if it's as well, absolutely yeah Wait for that every day every day yes that is but, my uh, prayer as well yeah and then just to encourage any parents that are out there any dads that are out there you know it's this is going to happen you're going to have to train them every single day on this one issue you know if they're doing something over and over again expect it to be over and over again this yeah. is this, this is just the way it is and then i mean it's but that's different than disobedience you know for example you tell them not to do something they do it Ten seconds later, that's disobedience, right? Sure. But if you tell them not to do something, you train them. The next day, the next two days, they do it again. Let's, it's time to retrain. Let's, sure. Let's. Let's. Let's go over that again. Right. You know? So there's there there's a difference
1: there. And Vodi Bachem talks about it too. He's like, you know, with you and your he he compares it with your spouse. He's like, sometimes with the fighting that goes on with you and your spouse, you're you come to the thought of like aren't you going to get this, that like this hurts me or this bothers me? Don't do this anymore, and you're just going to stop doing it? Well, the reality is, is when you put two sinners in a room, and they're there together all the time, Mm -hmm. they're going to sin
0: against each other. absolutely.
1: You know, it's It's going to happen happen. when you live in close proximity. Yeah. And um, you're going to see the worst in them. They're going to see the worst in you. And um, that's part of the sanctification process, right? It is. And we're going to see yeah. the worst in our children. They're going to see bad yeah. in us, right. terrible Absolutely. in us. And the hope is that there's, we're, we're quick to ask for forgiveness. We're quick to forgive yeah. and that we're not building up resentments toward each other. And uh, those biblical principles will also protect our relationship because
0: two sinners are going to sin against each other. Yep. So yeah, that's why it's so important to have Christ in the middle of all of it. You know, it's 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 so important.
1: So let's talk about something too that uh, we talk about in this book. That's corrective discipline and formative discipline. Corrective discipline being we correct. It's it's uh, react, reacting to a behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Our children do something we correct them with the Word of God, with discipline, Mm -hmm. fellowship is restored. And then Mm -hmm. formative discipline is forward-thinking discipline. It's where we're teaching our children things. Um, And it's interesting, the word discipline in our culture is almost like a four-letter word. Like, what do you mean, discipline? But discipline is like, you know your discipline in certain fields in science, Mm -hmm. right? I have a discipline in certain things in ministry or music, right? So it's something that I've been taught. It's something that you learned, Mm -hmm. and you learned, and you learned, and you learned, and you were discipled in it, Mm -hmm. and now you you have it in you, right? Mm -hmm. So formative discipline is the same with our children. We're teaching them... To prepare them to deal with things in the future. Yep. So, uh, yep. mathematics, <laughs> so they can add their their money together in the future, or we're they can build rockets like me. They could be, yeah. <laughs> they could build rockets and send people up into space. Yeah. You know that has to be learned. Yeah. So what it is, it's it's seeing things to come. It's knowing. It's anticipating those things, and then mm-hmm. training our children. Uh, yeah. Actively, proactively, to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he, we, he discusses how Christian education um, and having a Christian culture in your household is training them how to live their lives, how mm-hmm. to make their household um, a place that is honoring to God, uh, how their education and how their worldview that we're helping them in, uh, teach them in is formative discipline. So, it's not just... You know, cracking down, um, but it's forming their thoughts and pushing them in the right direction.
0: Yeah, yep. amen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I I think that's super important. Just always having that mindset of, I'm not just trying to correct the problem for the day. I'm trying to train them up for the future. I'm really and it's and it's a progressive work. You know, and so you really got to work at it. They're gonna have to train at it every single day. Yep. You know, it's like it's like working out the muscle. You know, it's. It's, you're not going to get strong overnight. It's yes. going to take time and years and years of practice. It's, so it's family it's worship, right? Yeah, family it's worship. It's a marathon. It is a marathon. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a
1: long-term yeah. run. It's it's not uh, if it's if it's a short-term sprint, it's going to be a burnout, mm-hmm. right? Yep, but it's yep. it's a thing that we do
0: um, every day and. Yeah, it's, just always making sure you carve out some time, you know, just, just to really and it's you know, with Abby and I, we've we've kind of adapted more of the Deuteronomy method, you know, like as you're as you're on the road, as you're sitting down, as you're going to bed. Yes. Just constantly just talk about the things of God. you constantly just, you know, teaching biblical doctrines, we're teaching catechisms, we're yes. singing songs, that kind of stuff, you know. Sitting at the dinner table, that kind of small stuff, you know. Um, personally it's I think it's been working pretty well for us at least and but it's it's always a constant progression you know we're always trying to improve on that as well because it's it's like you know as a father when you first have a child you always have this grand vision of okay i'm gonna sit on my chair I'm gonna open up my bible all the kids are gonna sit around me (laughs) sitting still not gonna move they're gonna be waiting for me to read it's not gonna happen yeah (laughs) i mean like it might happen in certain circumstances. I mean, I'm sure in certain families after enough training, but yeah, you know, it's just one of the th- those things that you go always gotta continue to strive for and always yeah. keep it as an importance in your life every single night at least, yeah. or every other night. You know, just carve out some time, and just talk about the things of God with, with them, and just keep that repetition over and over and over. Yes. So, like one of the things we also do with Kate and RJ is like when we're laying them down in their cribs or their bed. Um, we'll sometimes just go over questions like, you know, who is God, who is the first and best of beings? Yeah. Who is our redeemer? Just small stuff like that, you know? And, and so they're, they're able to go to, go, go to bed with some of that stuff. We'll do some prayers, you know, and, um, just small things. Yeah. Are usually really helpful. Yeah. It's, it's the formative
1: training that, like you said, um, family worship, talking about things in the morning throughout the day, what it's doing is it's training them to live a life uh, repeating that and doing it themselves without yeah. dad having to bring it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I know families that have children who started young and are older, and they will ask their dad, like, Dad, we haven't done family worship yet. Yeah. How can yeah. we go to bed? Right. You know, Or it's training it's them... Cool. To sit in church and to listen. Yeah. Um, that's what family worship does. It's training yeah. them to listen to the things of God, right. to sit still. And like you said, right. I mean, my 18 month old, year and a half year old is not sitting down and listening to, to all the family worship. They're running around, but guess what? They're hearing it enough to There's when we sing right. songs, they're yeah. singing the words. All of a sudden, I'll hear her in the back seat as we're driving. She'll start singing the doxology.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? You know? It's so cool to see that. And then, like, whenever the doxology come on, you just see their hand just go right up yep. away, and they, just, they yep. just stop. And I'm like, yes. Yes. That's why we do it. <laughs> yep,
1: that is why we do it. We're we're yeah. training
0: citizens of the
1: kingdom, Yep, right? Yep. That's yep. what we're doing. Absolutely. We're training them to be citizens in the mm-hmm. kingdom. And we're also training them to be citizens in the kingdom in a sinful world. Mm-hmm. How to take these principles and deal with the world around them yeah. in a biblical way? And that's something I wanted to discuss that he talks about in his book. Is he says, you know, are are you merely shielding your children from sin, or are you training them to deal with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. I, I obviously I think there's a balance there. I think that we. When our kids are certain ages, we are to shield them. Like, I'm not letting my kids watch ridiculous movies or yeah, something. Yeah. But at the same... Excuse me. At the same time, we should be... When we see something on TV or see something in life that is sinful, um, instead of like, just merely like hushing our kids away or hiding them from mm-hmm. it, we should explain yeah. Yeah. what's going on and what right. God has to say about that and the worldview. You know, my children are constantly asking me, like, why did someone do that, or why, mm. why did they make that decision? And I said, well, they're in rebellion against God, yeah. right? They they're not obeying His commands, um, and they're sinning, and taking that as an opportunity to teach, rather than just be like, hide over here, honey. Like, no, don't don't look at that. But obviously, there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: any any thoughts on on yeah. that? Yeah, exactly like like you were saying and especially in this world today and as it seems like if we continue on the same trend it's just going to be worse and worse the things that you see on TV, you know, the things that they're going to see around us over the next 5, 10, 15 years that they're just going to be engulfed in, it, you know. And so it's going to be everywhere and and even with a lot of like like the Disney movies and Disney shows that are yes. coming out that you think are are going to be safe for them, you can yeah. just, you just flip on the TV, let yeah. them watch it, you think it's going to be okay. All of a sudden, you see two dads, two moms, or something like that, and then um, n- now you got to sit down and explain them, right? Rather than just trying to shut it off really quick and switch to another movie, it's a perfect opportunity, perfect teaching example to say, hey, this is what God's Word actually says about it. This is yeah. what a family unit is supposed to look like, and it's a really good opportunity to do so. And by simply just shushing them, by, by, by hiding them, you miss out on all of those really good opportunities to teach your child. Yes. Um, and so I've, I've always tried to have that mindset as well, you know, even if it's like sometimes you see commercials, like on like if we're watching the news or something, you know, and like every once in a while you'll see a commercial of something, um, you know, and, and, and something pops up and your child's asking you, you know, what does that mean? I, I saw a guy with a gun, you know, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and now you're having to explain, you know, in terms of, well, this is what... Um, it looks like biblically, to own a weapon, to own a gun, to own yeah. self-defense. And and now I'm, I'm able to teach that to my child, which, yes. is, which has been tremendously valuable. Yes. It's been great.
1: Yeah, I think it's, a, it's something that's like a corrective discipline. Like when we're just merely shielding them from it, we're saying, well, I don't want to discipline you. It's inconvenient. Let me keep you from this. Um, it's inconvenient for me to explain it. I just mm-hmm. want to shield yeah. you from it. It's yeah. almost like a... Uh, it's like a shortcut yeah um now there's things that
0: we need to do to keep our kids away from harm and danger right right, but, right. Um, like you were saying yeah the balance of of yeah i mean they're about to cross a busy street you need to just grab them sure pull them away they're they're about to stick yeah. a finger in the light socket you yeah. don't you don't take that as a teaching opportunity you don't let them do that you gotta yeah. pull them away you still talk to them about it you know of course but yeah there's there's definitely times where you just you don't want them to do those things or like if, if a radar movie comes up, you want to make sure you're, you're stretching that off as well. And yeah, yeah. There's definitely that balance. You gotta pray for wisdom in those, in those situations. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, you know, Douglas Wilson says,
1: if you want to shield your children from sin, well, they can't even sit in the room alone. Right. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. There's only one place to rest from our sin and that's in Christ. Mm-hmm. But we being around them can never shield them from sin because they're going to deal with us. Right. They're going to deal with their own behavior. So, you know, them. we're not going to be able to keep them from sinning. Right. You know, so right. we
0: need to rather prepare them to mm-hmm. deal with sin, mm-hmm. with God's word. Yeah, and and as they get older, sometimes you just have to let them fail, you know, sure. within, within limitations, of course, you know. But you right. want to, you know, for example, you're, as your kid's getting older they want to stay up late and they might have a, a big tournament the next day or something you ask them you think that's really wise for you to do that and sure. if they insist you okay we'll, we'll see what happens sure. and then the next day when the tournament comes around that's that's a really good opportunity to teach them look this is what happens this is sure. this is consequences and it's a really good opportunity because I feel like with children they don't quite understand cause and effect you know and, and if I do this action these are going to be the consequences of what happens yeah. and and, you know, being able to rely on our wisdom that we've been around for a while. We've done these mistakes yeah. hundreds of times, you know, yeah. and so we can see them a mile away. And, yeah. And, um, but of course just telling them is not always going to be the biggest motivator. It's sometimes they got to fall, they got to fail sure. and to not be afraid to let that happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. We can tell them all the time
1: that the stove is hot. Don't huh. touch it. hmm But when they touch that stove and it's hot, yeah. and they get burned, they're gonna well, that's remember. A reminder. They're gonna remember. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, this this book has been huge for me. I've gone through it a couple times now. I'm going through it now uh, with our online Patreon community. We're getting a lot out of it. There's about eight men going through it together, and um, you know, I uh, I definitely recommend this book, uh, Douglas Wilson's Why Children Matter. It's really short. Um, it's only about like 90 pages that's the cool thing
0: about it is, you, is you're, you're gonna see if you buy this book how short the chapters are right. you know because yes. i was i was like oh this is awesome because you know through through your your daily routine the grind every day you only have a number of minutes to sit down and read this and yeah and it really does like a little bite-sized chapter so you yes. can um you know if, if you only have time to read one chapter it takes just a few minutes so yeah it's nice and quick and easy and and it helps with, with me and Abby, because Abby and I, we were both going through it together. Yeah. Um, I would read a chapter one night, she would read a chapter the next night, you know. And, yeah. And being able to use those small chunks was, was it's it's like he wrote this book in, in mind for parents. <laughs> yes, he did.
1: Yeah. He's like, if you have a lot of kids, yeah. you're going to need to read these chapters. Yeah. And yeah, my wife and I, the same thing. It's a good book to read with your wife. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, like you said, with the chapters being short, it's true, it's like, Probably five minutes mm-hmm. to read a chapter. Yeah, yeah it's quick.
0: I yeah. mean I, I think the first chapter is only a few pages, right? I mean it's three, yeah. three pages and the and the font's pretty big too. Yeah. So it's You feel like you're accomplishing <laughs> something too, <laughs> yeah, right? Like I read, I read three whole chapters. Chapter. Yeah.
1: I read one chapter yeah.
0: today. It's like, well,
1: it's three pages. Yeah, but yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And then they have a really good Q and A at the end too, a question yes. and answer that they sat down and they interviewed Nancy and Doug on a lot of different topics, so being able to just see the application of everything Doug, Doug was actually talking about, and and I I think the other cool thing about the book is it's not just talking about the theoretical side of things. Like okay, this is actually the application of it. Yes, I've been through it. I've yeah, got kids. This is what works. This is what doesn't. So yeah, I kind of appreciated that as well. Yeah, and for
1: those of you who don't know who Douglas Wilson is. Uh, he's a pastor of, of a church up in Moscow, Idaho, mm-hmm. and Moscow, um, Idaho. he's got four children of his own who are all grown Three and children. have children of of his own. Three children, grandfather of seventeen. Okay. Yes. You're, According to this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's got he's he's older. He's got grandchildren, and um, he writes a lot of he writes a lot of these books that are awesome. I think the next mm. book of his that I'm gonna read is called Reforming Marriage. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, some people from our church have been recommending that, saying that's a great book. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Canon Press. You can get this at canonpress.com, And uh, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon, as well. Amazon hey, has it. That's where we got it from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not very expensive, so I definitely recommend go check out Douglas Wilson's Why Children Matter, and uh, read it with your wife. And even if you're not um, a parent right now, and you're preparing, you know, yeah. for to have children, or it's just a good book. It's a yeah. quick read. very, And it's a book, he, he says early on in his books, and he says this a lot, he's like, if you're looking for step A, B, C, and D, have how to be a good parent, well, I don't have that book for you. Yeah, exactly. But if you're looking for the principles of what Scripture has to say,
0: yeah.
1: and, and and it's really, it's funny because, you know, we think about 10 steps of, like, being a good parent, or, like, there's self-help books, you know, but it's really, it's like, he breaks it down to some main components, yeah. right? And those components cover so many areas. It's almost like the commandments, the two greatest commandments. Yeah. Love God and love for a neighbor. That You're breaks down... Neighbor. That breaks down ten commandments right there. Yeah. Well, that's what this book does, is it kind of breaks down all of these different areas into main principles to mm-hmm. live by. And if you're doing those things, well, obviously, he says you're not going to do them perfectly. You're going to fail. But this will give you good uh, grounding for how you parent your
0: children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you have something? Yeah, you, even just in the first chapter, I, I think it's really cool how he actually relates gravity to essentially what... God has created in terms of fam- family values and, and, and what, what it means to actually follow him, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, what does it say here? So it's like, if, if Congress voted to repeal the law of gravity and some people decided to jump off a cliff or a skyscraper, the people jumping might have a sensation of liberty for a moment, we're flying, but nothing would change the reality of what gravity is and does. And so he says, in the same way, even if the Supreme Court outlawed marriage, while it could destroy a lot of people's lives, it cannot destroy the reality of marriage itself. Marriage was established by God at the very beginning of the world. It is not going anywhere anytime soon. I thought that was a pretty cool analogy. And and, and just right off the bat, here's the foundation of it. And so even if you're not a parent, you can see you know what god has actually created in terms of marriage and the family unit it's like they can they can resist gravity all they want but gravity is still going to still pulling you down still yes. going to exist and you can try all you want to pretend like it doesn't exist but it's still there yes so. yeah you can't take something away that god has yeah. instituted right, right? you yeah. can't take that
1: away yeah. you may be able to say it's taken away mm-hmm. but you're not the authority right Yeah.
0: god yeah, is absolutely. over it
1: well, sweet man, I wanted to say yeah. thanks for coming on
0: and discussing yeah, this with me. Sure, Did you have any final things that you wanted to say? No, just um, yeah. It's uh, it's a marathon. It requires endurance being a parent, but it's a tremendous blessing as well. You know, it's 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 having the responsibility. It's being able to see and raise up um, these these children in the ways of the Lord and seeing the fruits of that is is by by far the coolest thing ever. And. And just realizing that children really are blessings—they're like arrows in the hands of a warrior. You know, yes. and what warrior doesn't want to go to battle with more arrows in his quiver? Right. And you know, once we start transforming our minds and to start thinking that way, it's gonna really help us a lot. Rather than thinking that they're a burden on what I want to do, you know, and yes. I'm, they're they're impeding on my personal time—that kind of stuff. This is what the secular world teaches, you know. Right. And, and you you gotta have some me time and, and, all, yes. and all that all that crap yeah. out there, but yeah, it's, 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 so it's, it's really just reorienting. Like you were saying, it's, it's not just a cookbook of step A, step B steps. It's really yeah. just transforming, reorienting the way that you think yes. you know, and, and what your mental state is when you're going through these things and, and training your children up in the ways of the Lord. And, yes. um, and yeah, just, just being able to always fall back on scripture as, as well. And, and making sure you're always, being accountable to the transcendent lawgiver who is, yeah. who is God and the one that created everything around us and the one that gave your children breath in his or her lungs you know and, yes. and being able to always point to that law so that's i think that's really important
1: yeah it's it's reorienting like you said reorienting our minds to understand that when in whatever we do we are to bring glory to God right yeah. so when we train up our children that the gift that he has given us, children are a gift from God, Mm -hmm. that it's not an inconvenience to our personal time like you said. It's honoring to God. It glorifies him, and God will use that to bless us, to sanctify us. Mm -hmm. And that is the mindset change. It's not about me. It's about Honoring God, yeah. right? It's about yeah. loving God. It's about yeah. obeying Him. If I love God, I'm going to obey His commandments, and He's
0: told right. me to train up my child in the way that they should go. Yep, yep. It's a command. It's a command. And it's and it's the thing I always think about too is is dying to my old self too, sacrificing my old self for my family for my children, sacrificing my work, my other time, my my other stuff to be with my children. You know, and it's 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 essentially how you know, Christ sacrificed himself for the church, you know, and so that's, that's what we see in scripture, you know, it's, it's between the church and Christ and, um, you know, as, as leaders of our household, we are to lead our families the same way Christ leads the church, of course. Amen. And so I've always taken that principle and, and, uh, really just try to remember it on a daily basis. And that helps a lot.
1: And I screw that up all the time. Yeah, I do too. And I have to ask for my
0: kids' forgiveness all all the time. And we repent of it every day, and and we just keep moving. Yep. So if you're not doing it perfectly, you're not going to be able to. We aren't either. Yeah,
1: we're not. (laughs) Definitely not. Uh, There's often times where it seems I get in a role of every day, I think I've asked my kids for forgiveness. Certain seasons, I'm just like, I'm short with my temper, and usually it just has Mm -hmm. to do with... I have too much on my plate and I'm trying to do too much and I'm not focusing on the right things. I need to refocus, rebalance, reprioritize, reprioritize. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, this has been a great discussion, man. Yeah, it's I appreciate been fun. you, dude. It's been good. Thanks for coming over and stepping in. Mr. Yeah. Andrew high school, T song in yeah. Utah <laughs> with the pastors yep. right now. Yep. So he'll be back soon. But, uh, Just want to say I hope you have a happy Father's Day with your family. And uh, as we always end it, train up your beard in the way that it should go or comb out your beard in the way that it should grow. And when it is long, it will not depart from it. Thanks for being with us, y'all. Peace. Sinners need forgiveness, surrender to his lordship, don't extort the grace he's given. See, I'm blessed by the one Yahweh all day. I'm a wretched sinner, deserve hell for always.